to the Script Bits podcast for Friday, 9th December, 2022. Our bit today comes from Matthew 25, verse 40. And that says, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Now, the new day has dawned somewhat gray and overcast, but that doesn't matter because it's Friday. Oh yes, the last day of the woke week is here and we are all overjoyed. Our shouts of freedom can be heard all over the world. TGIF, thank God it's Friday and we can soon rest for two days from the agony of this modern slavery. And you know what, friends? In some respects, the sentiments are quite true because in spite of our supposed modern society, a lot of workers are still not enjoying the benefits of our advances, but are unfortunately still stuck in the old world ways of work through the greed and selfishness of their rich and predatory bosses. It's surprising that in a world of plenty, there are still so many with so little. The problem is that few, sorry, too few have too much and have greedily set up the systems so that they can acquire even more off the backs of the many with little. But I guess that's the way it's been all down through the ages. Although one would have thought that in this supposedly enlightened and modern society of ours, the problem of equality would not be still such a big deal and the distance between the haves and the have-nots would not be so wide. Wishful thinking? <laughs> Someone just whispered that in my ear. But why in this day and age do we still need to have to fight tooth and nail to get a decent wage for a fair day's work, eh? But it's the truth. The rich are getting richer while the poor are getting poorer. And people in the so-called third and fourth world nations would never believe the amount of poverty, homelessness, sickness, and econ economic suffering that exists in these supposed first world countries. They all think that it's a bed of roses and beg, borrow, and steal to get here until they arrive and sadly discover that in many cases they were better off where they came from. At least back there, if they didn't have a job or food, some friend or relative would share what little they had with them. But in the first world countries, sharing with your neighbors is not the norm. And one aspect of the situation that's so horrifying is the prevalence of food banks nowadays. People are working 40 or more hours a week and still can't afford to buy food for their families. I remember volunteering at a food bank many years ago and they were few and far between at the time. And then it was only supposed to be a stopgap measure. But now they are everywhere. And believe you me, they are desperately needed too. What with rents and prices for everyday items skyrocketing, 
but wages remaining stagnant? The ordinary man in the street needs help to feed and clothe his family? However, the food banks should not be a staple or standard of our society because that would simply turn us into a bigger, beggy-beggy society than we already are. Three quarters of the mail I receive is from charities asking for donations to support one thing or another. I give, and gladly too, but at times it just gets to be too much. And you pick up the phone, it's someone growling in your ear about giving. You open your email, the same thing. And yet, despite all these supposed charities, the situation is not improving. It's actually getting worse. And the governments don't seem to care either. They only seem to be interested in getting in power and being able to milk the gravy train themselves. Oh, my people, if we want to be a truly just and Christian society, we need to remember those who don't have and treat them properly. Our God decreed that from way back when. Listen to these scriptures now. In Leviticus, he says, And if a stranger sojourn with thee in your land, ye shall not vex or mistreat him. But the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born or native among you. And thou shalt love him as thyself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And that comes from Leviticus 19, 33-34. Yes, friends, all of us were strangers in some land at some time or another. And because of that, the Lord expects us to treat strangers properly. And Moses reminds the Israelites of God's desire in Deuteronomy when he says, Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked that stubborn or rebellious. For the Lord your God is God of gods and the Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and a terrible, which regardeth not persons nor taketh reward. And that means he's a great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. He doth execute the judgment of the fatherless and widow and loveth the stranger in giving him food and raiment. Love ye therefore the stranger, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. And that comes from Deuteronomy 10, 16-19. And all through the Bible, we can find references about treating the stranger, the widow and the fatherless with love and compassion. Jesus even told us that the second great commandment was to love our neighbors as ourselves. And you can find that in Matthew 22, 39. And our neighbor includes anyone with whom we come into contact. Then there's also this poignant and appropriate scripture from Hebrews that says, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. And that comes from Hebrews 13, 1-2. Yes, my faithful brethren, Abraham, in Genesis 18, 13, and Lot, in Genesis 19, 1-2, to 
did receive angels unawares. And although that might not happen nowadays, showing hospitality to the hospitality to the needy is still important and will be very beneficial in the long run. Yes, please remember Jesus' words after the parable of the talents when he separates his sheep from the goats and says to the sheep, For I was hungered, that's hungry, and you gave me meat or food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. And that comes from Matthew 25, 35 to 36. And when the righteous, in surprise, asked when they did all these things for him, he replied, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Now, that should give us plenty food for thought, my people. And yes, through our Friday chant, let's go to God now in humble but confident prayer asking for his divine intervention in our less than stellar affairs. All together now. Oh Lord, thanks for getting me safely through this past week. You know it's been rough. What with all the confusion and anxiety caused by our many serious problems. And you know, Lord, that we can't fix them on our own. So we desperately need your help. O Heavenly Father, with your omnipotent help and our trusting faith, we know that we can stand strong and steadfast and defeat the simmering unrest in our land. So, Lord, we sincerely ask you today to give those involved in the forefront of this serious and unexpected storm the wise guidance to handle the situation properly without further setbacks. And please help those of us who must go out to work amidst all the confusion to be responsible and to stay safe. Also, Lord, we fervently pray that you'll use this situation to bring a lot of backsliders back to your fold, show them the error of their ways, and please introduce a whole new flock who will embrace your love and compassion by the example that we your faithful believers said. Yes, Lord, please use this pandemic and the bubbling discontent and dissatisfaction in our land as a means of restoring faith in you so that our sinful world can wake up and smell the coffee. Yes, wake up and smell it sweet and strong. And we pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, friends, if we want to receive a positive answer to our prayers, then we need to get serious about the promises we have just made, about obeying God's word and living the life he desires us to live. Much love. And the postscript for today says, you can't expect to exploit the downtrodden and then expect to be rewarded by Christ. And that's for sure. How can you expect to exploit the downtrodden and then expect Christ to reward you? It's impossible. 
because Christ's heart is with the downtrodden. You got to lift up the downtrodden if you want to expect rewards from Christ. And we pray that all of us will get out there today and help to lift the downtrodden. We pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.